Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh. <laughs> guys, there's a, there's a geyser. I'm having like a, a shit NATO in my driveway. <laughs> there's a geyser that you don't want to see rocketing out of a plane in my driveway. The only good thing is, is that I'm wearing a bachelor's picture. I'm matching most of my guests, and we're going to follow one of them in a captain's hat up to Mars after we neuter ourselves and put on Nike sweatshirts. That's how you say shoes, right? Hello, and welcome to a very elegant intro and a very elegant episode of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arden Marine, coming to you from my sometimes bougie garage. Now I'm going to call it my safe room because I'm hiding from the the natural disaster in my driveway. You guys, what what a look. If you think you can't top the romper end of the year holiday and birthday bonanzas that we threw, it's a new year, the dawn of a new day, 2021. And uh, will you accept this rose has uh, new uniforms that we're wearing. Four of us are wearing matching bachelor sweatshirts with the hoods up. And I got to say, one lady looks really Dr. Shivago in sweat apparel. <laughs> we'll start with that one. I didn't think you could put on a hooded sweatshirt and look like you could be the lead in a a Russian love affair. Just full Dr. Shivago, if not for the oh. merch logo on her collar. Uh, you know her from Criminal Minds. You know her from another period. You know her from DuckTales. But most importantly... <laughs> You know her as our Secretary of State, the woman with the most symmetrical face in America, my best friend. We love her. You love her. You always are like, where is she? Well, here she is, Ms. Paget Brewster. It's me. I'm clapping for me. I don't normally wear anything with writing on it. And I was, Jerry Trainer was kind enough to deliver this to our house. Yes. So covered, I'm wearing it. For covered it's in very his comfy. Must. I think she looks like an alt, the alt, the cool alt rock chick. Yeah. At the, at the high school. She's, yes. Thank she's you. She's like Ghost World. She's Ghost World. Yes. Oh, totally. You're in the salt. Veruca salt. <laughs> Veruca salt. Like salt. Yeah. Holy Veruca salt. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You are dream girl at the high school. You're the alt girl. Yeah. Well, yeah. the hair coming yeah. out of the hoodie. Because it's yes. all different colors now. Yeah, it's all gray yeah. and black and cool. You yeah. Think <laughs> X-Men. Lucas apostrophe alt. Okay, there, that is a gentleman that you are hearing right now who mm. I, I thought couldn't look better than he looked when we saw, first saw him in his captain's hat with a romper tied around his neck. I didn't I didn't think he could look better until I saw him in a bachelor sweatshirt leaning into the Zoom camera with an IMDB as an I am Doug Benson captain's hat. You guys, he did such a great job as rookie of the season. I know we pre-announced, but I could not be more excited to officially announce and bring him in for his opening game of a full year season, Rookie of the Year, Mr. Douglas Benson. Wow. Thank you, everybody. So elegant. So (laughs) elegant. Doug. What What is the name of Doug's ship that he captains? Oh, I mean, I feel like it's like the like the horny pod, like the party pod. I, I don't know. I feel like SS uh, SS, SS 
SS Bone Zone. I feel like maybe, there's maybe the um, the SS pe- uh, Puff and Pass. SS. Nice. Oh yes, SS. There's Puff- definitely there Does could this be sound a- like a children's show. Yes, it's the Puff and Pass. <laughs> it's definitely animated. Um, Doug, you went back to La Quinta Resort for over the holidays. Was it beautifully decorated? And did you smell Tasha and and Zach in the yes. fountain? Tell us a little bit about what you saw. I wanted their their you know sexual whatever that was must. I mean, did they even? Do you think they even made love on the La Quinta property? I don't know. She's quite <laughs> religious. I do. I bet they made love on the La Quinta property. Okay. I think they did. They made love. <laughs> <laughs> they made love. That explains the uh, the smell. But we went even deeper this time into the area where Greta Garbo lived. Yes. And got lots of pictures in there until we were thrown out because apparently that big gate was not supposed to be open. Oh, you're not and, supposed um, to be in there. Well, not during COVID, I guess. Normally they give like tours. You know, they got to keep an eye on Greta Garbo's shit so they can't just let anybody wander in there. Was but it cool? We just on the outside taking pictures of the building. Was it cool? What? Was it cool? Yeah. I mean, it just looks like another another of the many bungalows at La Quinta, but it's just... Uh, Did you see the haunted one where the doll? Historically. Dolls? So the, I, I think the haunted one was just, you know, just a regular room where they just didn't turn the lights on. I, I I mean, that's how I feel in my you know, they just my... didn't pay the electric bill and they're like, yeah, go in there. It's haunted. It's a haunted Airbnb. Um, yeah. Speaking of haunted Airbnbs, this man <laughs> haunts our dreams. We, I don't know. Is he still looking for love? I mean, let's see. How many years? What year was your first year? You were Bachelor of the Year 2018. 17? 17, I think. Yeah. Okay. So we have Bachelor of the Year 2017. And then we rolled it over to Bachelor of the Year 2018. You were like, yeah. you were like that Bachelor that did it twice, Brad Womack. Is that correct? And right. then you were Bachelor of the Year 2019, yeah. and then 2020, which was the finest year for everybody. Everybody sure. loved 2020. Now, Rob, yeah. I want to tell you that I think that. I think that you're Bachelor of the Year 2020. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know I'm a supernatural. Um, you definitely know him as Bachelor of the Year. But I think you for sure know him. You guys, our Bachelor of the Year, our reigning Bachelor of the Year 2021, <laughs> five years in a row. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Benedict. Rob, Thank how, you. how does that Thank feel? Thank you. Oh my God, it feels amazing. I, I had no idea. I don't know how long this term is, but I'm going to ride it out. It's a 20 year term. It's a 20 year term. It's a 20 year term. And then all of us just turn into dust and then we follow Doug. <laughs> we just rock it up in like an egg spaceship and we all leave together to the to the Captain Harrison Ramada uh, house right. in Calabasas. And that's When's Hale Bop coming back around? I'm After gonna... I die, please put my uh, blow my ashes off the, the deck of the SS Puffin Pass. <laughs> <laughs> we, will puff, we will puff and pass your ashes yeah, around the deck and then we'll blow it out and then it'll come back into our face. That's right. Okay. Also with us is a man. You might know him from iCarly and you're going to know him again from iCarly. Excuse me. Excuse me. You might know him from Drake, Drake and Josh. Last year, he was our rookie of the year. And I'm going to say 
Mr. Benson has big shoes to fill, but he's already done such a good job going twice to La Quinta. <laughs> i got to be honest. And yeah. having Captain Harrison saying his name at the pre-show. Sure. Now, this man also had Captain Harrison say his name, and I'll let him talk about that. But I've been thinking about he needs a new title. And he did such a great job. But I know there was a moment that really struck a chord with our listeners. And that was when he kept singing about guarding and protecting your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, please meet the official the first ever and only Will You Accept This Rose podcast, Sentinel, here to guard and protect our hearts. You are the podcast Sentinel, Mr. Jerry wow. Trainer, here to guard and protect our hearts. How do you feel about that, Jerry Trainer podcast Sentinel? That, that is a great honor. That's a huge responsibility, yeah. but one yes. I am going to take damn seriously. Well, you're kind of like our <laughs> no. Secretary of Defense. I'm going to need everybody's address. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Are you the Secretary of Defense? I feel like you're. I feel like I have to guard and protect your compounds. You do, because it's in trouble right now. You're not doing a good job right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a poop geyser happening. (laughs) I do. I have a poop geyser. I didn't even know. Are you? Are you? uh, Can you deal with a boat? Can you deal with a boat? I can do. Do I need to like clean the barnacles? What do I need to do at the puffin pass? I just uh, (laughs) just wondering if you've had any boat experience at all. No, but I am eager to learn, senpai. <laughs> oh, so I was hoping you'd tell me. I don't know anything about boats. Oh, then yes, I know everything about boats. Our sentinel is going to guard and protect all of us and all of our adventures. I mean, this year we've got to go do a live show as soon. The first thing I'm doing when I'm getting a vaccine is doing a live show somewhere. That's what I have to say. That feels like the right way to do it. Also with me. Katie Levine and Dr. Anna Tana Banana, the doctor of the podcast. Ladies, here we are. Hi. Great. There we go. Hello. So let me ask you overall, um, how are you feeling uh, to our crew here? How are you feeling overall about Matt James as a bachelor? I'm going to start with you, Paget. I find him um, very earnest and a straightforward asexual. Yes. Um, but he he seems genuine and therefore a little boring. I was thinking that last night. I'm like, is he boring? But then I had to flash back and go, they're always a little boring. Peter Pilot was a little boring. Yeah. Colton was boring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like. But we're still getting to know him. We're, we're still, still getting, getting to know, to know him. him. And at least he seems to like nice women. But I'm like, yeah. is it boring? But he's a nice guy. Uh, Doug, overall, how are you enjoying Matt overall as a bachelor? I call him Ernest goes to church. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Okay. Uh, Robbie B. How do you feel? Too much. It's too much. It shouldn't be front and center of the, of the, how to get a good relationship, you know, like the church stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When's Victoria going to hear about this? (laughs) (laughs) I need to know what state, does anybody know what city and state Victoria grew up in? I need to know. It's LA. Queens. She's from LA. Yeah, that is no job description. It's just Queen, Los Angeles, California. That's on brand. I I buy that. I can see that. Um, Doug, she's the worst. She's uh, the worst villain. So you you think so, Rob? You think she's the worst villain? She's just and and worse meaning like I don't know. Most of the villains at least are sexy. sexy, Like yeah, this one is so obvious. She's just so obvious. Doctor Banana. It feels like a sketch whenever she comes in. It feels like you're suddenly watching like a a parody of the show, and there's one character that's too nutty for the show. I played a character like that on Mad TV that was like this. 
Um, I'm just being honest. Can I be honest? I'm just being honest. Dr. Banana, what do you – I see you. I, I looked it up. Um, she's a New York City native but got her start at Florida State University where she apparently intended on a full academic scholarship. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Florida State, so let's not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, what do you think overall of Matt? You know, I've never seen someone have to work less for the affection of women. Right. The dude shows up and they yeah. go gaga. This right. dude yeah. handsome off the charts. I've he never is- seen anything like it. He seems like a weird kisser. I don't know. You know what? Aaron Foley was texting last night that it, that she panicked every time he kissed somebody. I was panicking for him because I felt like all the women were kissing him and he didn't want it. Like, yeah. but But I don't feel – there's not like Ari, even though he was kind of boring, Ari was super horny. You know, you yeah. like Ari yeah. was Ari was psyched to get to make out with everybody and was super dupes horny. I, he, I feel his like his lips, it looks like he's eating an apple when he's kissing. It's like yeah, I'm gonna have to watch. I'm I haven't noticed. I'm, I'm making a sound. Right. No, yeah, yeah it, but it does. It is ow. Yeah, it's a, it, yeah, it's a yeah. it's a it's a reach. It's a uh, it's a two lip reach. Yeah. yeah, it's like a yeah. But I he didn't. It didn't bother me him kissing anyone except Victoria. Well, oh, yeah. he didn't I want to that. Do I just kept going. Oh, don't do it. It just felt like no. an assault. I yeah. felt I felt like how I believe Jerry and I have discussed in our like I have been a good date and I've had a terrible time where people think we had a good date because I know how to talk to people and ask questions. So they think we're having a great date, but they don't ask <laughs> me one question. And then I feel that I've had people's mouths on my face. And I felt that for Matt and watching it as an outsider, I'm like, it's 2021, Matt. You can just speak up and be like, no, thank you. I don't want to I don't want to kiss you. I don't uh, want to. Hand right in the kisser in the yeah. face and just push it away. I don't have 10 toes down for this. (laughs) He keeps saying that. Is that a football thing, Doug? I don't know where 10 toes down for this came from, but I love it. Yeah. It just just means you're just standing there and you're just ready to move in any direction. All 10 toes are ready to go. (laughs) 10 toes down. 10 toes down is... I know, and then I picture him kind of like cupping his feet, like kind of like balancing on his ten toes, and I picture like the arch of his foot kind of having like a suction area up, but he's ten toes down and he's ready to almost like a goat or something. Stan, does that make sense when he says ten toes down? I picture very much the mechanics of the foot. That's so. I picture a lemur, like yes. <laughs> Katie, is that a football term? You're a football gal. Is ten toes down like a practice term? I have no idea. I've never heard that. Can you go? Will you Google I'll that? Google it. Yeah, yeah. Look it's got to be, maybe Google 10 toes down football. What about oil and vinegar, Katie? <laughs> Is that a football term? Shoot. All right, here hey, we are. Hey, hey Matt, you want to go get a drink? Oh, I'm just about seven toes down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get all 10 toes committed at this time. I'm 10 toes down. I'm 10 toes down. <laughs> Here he is. Great He's band, down. Ten Toes Down. Ten Toes yeah, Down. Yeah, Ten Toes Down had some great records in the They late were 90s. big in like 2006, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember wearing a full Juicy Couture sweatsuit and Uggs and going to the Ten Toes Down concert, and I just had a great time. I, lo- I had a full thong up and out the back of my of my sweatpants, and I loved it. I think they toured with Eve Six and Third Eye Blind. Yes, they there did. There you go. There they sure did. So he's jogging, and he was like, 
last night was everything I hoped that it could be. And he, then he gets on his Peloton and there's a lot of branding zooming in on the Peloton. And uh, there's then then we cut to – there's a lot of talk about religion. But there there's – I mean like I – I don't know. I, I don't. I did not grow up with any religion. I'm surprised he agreed to the really super hot shower shot that has the camera lingering up and down his body super slowly. Paget, talk to me. We're too long, too long, and it's a great body. Don't oh, get me God. wrong. No, the body's the great. The guy worked hard. I'm sure. proud of him. I'm impressed. Me too. I wish I could have 16 abs, as <laughs> he is later described as having. 16 but, toes down. Yeah, it really, it really was. It was a long shot and then back up, ignoring his head. It was. I mean, full, it was. It was rough. It was like a creepy breath on your neck. Like, they could have done the fast shot up and down. It was really it was really drinking him in for a little too long. Jerry Trainer, how did you feel when we did that opening shot for you for our Oh, montage? it wasn't long enough. <laughs> Normally, I have to pause it. They did it for me. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so, it's so just like, oh, uh, that's a body I'll never have. Like, I'll just mm-hmm. never, I'll never nobody be like will. that. No one will. That's a body nobody I've ever met will ever, like, nobody I have ever met could possibly ever have that. When you see Brie look at, when they're in the, I'm skipping, but whatever, when she's looking oh, at him yeah. get in the jacuzzi, he takes off his shirt and she's like, Hug. <laughs> I've never seen, <laughs> I've never seen a girl have like eurythmia in real time <laughs> when looking at a man. What is eurythmia? girl. What yeah. Like she's got, she's got no reason to be desperate or anything. Yeah, no. she's, she's so beautiful. Yeah, I know she was like. <laughs> I'm sixteen toes down. I'm just looking at that Willy Wonka wallpaper, just like where do I lick first? <laughs> <laughs> so then we've got the fall leaves, and we're in Nemecolin, Pennsylvania, and there's Victoria. Victoria glassy-eyed. I have a theory because her eyes were so puffy by the end of the episode. Yeah, they were. I think she's hammered 24-7. Oh. I think they are just giving her a – now, I know there's a certain amount they can have an hour. But I think she is just really maximizing and taking advantage of – I think she is just going from drink to drink to drink and maybe some – Katie, talk to us. Uh, I think she also had a sty. Because I, back when I used to wear contacts, I got styes a lot. I get styes and it's never looked like that. Well, what I think is you probably get styes and you probably take care of them. Not really. Not really. (laughs) I've got a shit geyser. I let a sty roll. (laughs) I think she had a sty and she just cut more makeup on it and probably didn't wash her face at night. Your sty doesn't go down to your cheek. That is true. It was like, I mean, she just had, it looked like she had a black eye. Yeah, because a sty is on your, a sty is on your, is on your like eye. Rim. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, had, I, I felt like the one scene it looked like there was a bump, but I, I couldn't tell if it was the lighting. But it was both sides, and they looked like two black eyes. I don't know. Then shit. I think she might be hammered. Just Probably. guessing. Pro- she's the preview, yeah. The preview for next week, she's red under one of the eyes. That's what, oh. see, that's what looked like a sty to me. Is that preview look like a sty? So I was like wondering if maybe she just like had some irritation. I don't know, but I do agree with you. I think she was hammered because she like so she's like. This is my kingdom. No, okay, okay. Before I start this, before I do my monologue, I believe <laughs> I've been thinking about this. I believe that she is authentically 
a piece of garbage. I think she legitimately sucks and that she's not like somebody like Waboom who's an actor that came on and wanted to get her. I think she actually sucks and got some like – and actually has been calling herself a queen since high school and probably had some like sweet 16 queen theme. Like I think her personality has been this bad forever and it's not amped up for TV. Okay, so she goes. That's just my theory. Jerry Trainer, oh, talk to I, us. I have an unfun question. Yes. Is there any possible way we're dealing with mental illness? I think she's just a douche. And drinking, drinking. I think she's a time. hammered douche. I think she's a hammered, spoiled person with. You a think sour- there's any medication going on here? Oh, there because well, here's the thing. That, Jerry. I agree with everything you guys said early on. What, First off, she has been unfun from the get-go. And I'm like, to to an extreme point where it feels like the producers screwed up. They It almost felt like they cast this person on purpose. And I'm mm-hmm. like, she's not even remotely in the realm of, of attractiveness of the other women. She's nothing to offer oh, other than her obnoxiousness. Sure. Oh, they for sure cast her on purpose. But then, I mean, is she an actress? Is she no. playing a role? Because this no. is absurd. No, they go, but they look, I think their villains have really outdone themselves. And so they need to just top themselves. And now they're on year 25. Oh, maybe she's one flavor. of those, maybe she got hit in the head with a pan. And so she thinks she's a queen and she just <laughs> needs to be hit in the head again to get back to normal. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. I mean, the sweat and the bags. I mean, she, there's definitely yeah. feels oh, like no. there's some sort she of could, allergic reaction. She happening. could be on some pills at like some medication and then also and being plied with alcohol. Like the combo might not be a good combo. So she goes like this. Ready? Yep. And they're also sleep deprived and she's sleeping on a sofa. Okay. This this is my kingdom. Matt's my king. I'm here for Matt. I'm not here to be a freaking sorority. Thank you. That was my first one. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so seeing then, a lot of people, but we're going to keep you in mind. Okay, but um, but when is the call back? Um, you know, we're not sure. When is the call? Is the call back will be now? How do you Maybe like? You just hold tight. You like we're apples? Gonna, will we, do you like will apples? We, I got her we, number. How about them apples? That's my monologue from uh, uh from uh <laughs> from the Matt Damon classic. Uh, <laughs> driving, hunting. Miss, driving, driving, Miss Hunting. Okay. <laughs> So, so Abigail got the first impression, Rose, who we never saw again. And mm-hmm. Brie got the first date. And she goes, oh, I wore my worst outfit today. She's so cute. And then she changed into another weird outfit where she put that on outfit. a tan mock turtleneck with a sweater tied around her, not her shoulders, but like all, all around her shoulder and tit, like up and around. There was like a, sho- a sweater tie. Um, she wore a sweater like a messenger bag. She wore a sweater like a messenger bag. <laughs> and then they got on ATVs and he helped her with their helmet. And all the girls were like, oh, my God, I would die. I just, it's my dream. And then Victoria goes, first of all, I didn't even talk to Bree. So I don't have that little friendship that you guys have. So I'm not, like, happy for her. But I'm not jealous. I just want what she has, which is the definition of jealousy. Of jealousy, yeah. She goes, I'm so <laughs> sick of you guys. I'm not I'm not talking. Like, I'm like, I'm the only one who's being real. I'm not being fake. All the girls that are happy for me are being fake as fuck. Um, amazing. He's <laughs> a fun character for me to do. It's great. It's, You're, good. it's good. It's a good Victoria. And she's drunk. She's drunk all the time. Yeah. yeah oh she's my god, she's being fake as fuck. Jerry, how do you feel if you are her producer? Are you angling to be her producer or do you not want to get put on Victoria if you're working there? I want nothing to do with her. I, I, in any cosmic sense, 
I, I want, I, I, as an audience member, don't want to watch her. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is where I, I texted you on the first episode. I said, I'm already angry with the producers mm-hmm. because they kept her. And yes. I'm like, they think this is good television. She's and it is for four more episodes. This is unfun. No. It, yeah, it really is. Watch. It's, it's absurd. It's tedious. It's repetitive. It, it, and everybody I'm watching with on a zoom feels the same way. It's like enough of her, like just get rid of her. I know, but they do this every year. But you didn't have to sit through Crystal. Corinne got really tiring until she became fun again. Like, yeah, there was something. They they were at least sexy. They were at least sexy. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yes, it's funny how how Victoria seemed to knock the fun out of Dildo Girl. Oh my god! Right, I forgot about Dildo Girl. Like she I, just oh. she just receded oh into god. the background, and like you know, every shot of her, she's crying or about to cry. Oh my god! Well, you're don't right, you, Dildo. Don't you you're think... absolutely right. She didn't. The Dildo, Dildo girl, girl wanted to be the Victoria of the season, and was yes. immediately pushed aside. It reminded me of the first Republican debate. <laughs> but pushed pushed aside, or were these people? Did these people have a mirror held up to them for the first time, and were like, "No, oh my god." That's no. bad. I don't want to look like that. I think Victoria is so scary that she didn't want to put herself in the middle of it. Paget, what do you think? I, I I regret having to say this. I think she's overused, but I want her. I no. Want her on the show. Yes. I'll, wow. take I'll be right over I to want, get my fucking need, sweater. No, don't take it back. Don't take it back. I think there needs to be some form of conflict because right now what I'm seeing on most of the dates from the show is that these are pretty well-adjusted, introspective, thoughtful, intelligent young women. I don't know if the pandemic has affected millennials in this new, fascinating way, but these (laughs) girls seem pretty healthy and down to earth, and so does he. So you do need – I think she's a bad villain – but at least there's something. I think she's overused. It's a little too much acid in the coffee, but but there needs to be something there. Robbie B, you're a longtime watcher. How do you feel about that? Are you on? Are you agreeing with Paget, or are you like I, get rid I, of her? I agree with the fact that having a villain on it, it makes you scream at the TV, and that's uh, appealing about this show. However, I think if they're, if they're casting villains, this is, she's just not a good villain. She's just straight up shitty and you, i don't enjoy watching her and, and you're right there have been the ones you just named they were sexy they were sexy they were sexy and there was something there was in those they were kind of a fun character who um you know who's the one that 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 jumped him in the bounce house corinne yeah corinne there was something about yeah. corinne that she was actually kind of fun to watch yeah this girl's just shitty she's just Doc- shitty i just don't like watching her i agree i'm not disagreeing she's shitty there's something slightly manson-esque she she looks uh, like Susan Atkins to me. Like there's something yeah. off a little bit about her, but I think she is produced. That whole rant that she had inside was to a producer, which is amazing. You see yeah. it for a split second. I love yeah. it. We haven't seen that chick in a with while. a mask and a walkie-talkie. So yeah. they they want to get rid of her so fast. The other women in the house, and I understand why. Because it is pushed. They're pushing, pushing, but pushing. Doug it. is right. She was such a super villain. There was another villain trying to be a villain, and Dildo Girls is gone. Dr. Banana, how are you on? Where are you on the Victoria line? I like that concept that she's like Manson esque. That's interesting. Um, but no, I, I agree. Like, 
it was funny at first where you're like, oh, she's so out of touch. But now it's like, oh, well, you're just coming off as like, like concerning to a point where I would like my like text your mom and be like, hey, Victoria's kind of like spiraling. <laughs> like, I, was <laughs> well, I, was, I don't think this is good at all. We were texting Lacey Mosley last night watching it. And before the whole thing happened with Marilyn, I was thinking I had a flash of like, oh, my God, imagine going to college and being stuck with her as your roommate. Ugh. And then and then the whole roommate thing happened. Like I've, I've been paired with people like that. And you and it's just it just oh. is like this wet blanket and nobody wants to hang out with you by association because you've got this drag. Like it's just a nightmare. OK. So moving along, he's on the ATV date with, with Bree, and he goes – he got mud all over her little mock turtleneck and then he puts her on the back of his and he goes, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And she's like, okay, yeah. And he goes, I want to hear you say it. And then she goes, yeah, I trust you. And then he flips the ATV when she's like 80 pounds, four foot 11. Like she's yeah. little. She could have really been hurt. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It's violent. It's violent. Like it's written. Like that they both like are just laughing about it is uh, pretty amazing. Doug, have you ever ridden ATVs? I have not, but I I know that like you could see him. He was like doing this weird thing where he was jumping in front of her and and swerving back and forth. He was like driving like a maniac when it was just by himself and not putting anyone else's life on the line. I thought when she got on the back, he'd just tool around a little bit, but then yeah. he got immediately even more aggressive. It was weird. It was weird how fast he flipped that thing. He flipped it so yeah. fast after saying, do you trust me? I need to hear you say it. And then he was wild. Jerry Trainer, I see your hand up. I went on a ba- I went to a bachelor party in Mexico and we went ATVing and we were going and it was a bunch of dudes and we're, we were going for it. But it's they were smaller than the ones they were on on the episode. Huge, and one of huge. our friends flipped it and and the handlebar like he got really screwed up. Because it like bruised his side. They're so lucky they got thrown clear of that thing. Because you could get seriously messed up. She's tiny. Rob, oh, she would have been airlifted out of there. Rob, would you ever do that on a date as Bachelor of the Year 2021? Would you ever put a woman on an ATV and then immediately flip it? I don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let a woman put me on an ATV. <laughs> um, he obviously <laughs> needs to. He, he, he didn't let Jesus take the wheel. He <laughs> Rob Rob treats his women to a sex act called the ATV. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. um, so then they get to that hot tub. That you, do you guys, longtime viewers, you guys remember yep. this from JoJo's season? Luke, I knew there was a, a wood power hot tub, and I remember Luke. That was when everybody liked Luke because he took his shirt off before we knew he was kind of a creep. And then, so here, so he pulls off his shirt and. Her face was like, yeah, she's like, I know he just threw me into the mud and almost killed me. But boy, those abs. And then she gets into the tub with him. Now, did she have a bathing suit on? No. I I was like, it was. You didn't get to see. You couldn't see anything. She looked naked, but I know she wouldn't. I know she wouldn't do that. But there was no part that saw her pulling her thing off. Like we saw him strip down and then they just cut to them in it. Cause I know she might be like conservative, but then you mm-hmm. literally see nothing. And then they put her back in her muddy 
mock turtleneck to do her confessional <laughs> afterwards that she wanted to kiss. Like, so she had no second set of clothes. They had no like sweat. They had no T-shirt to give her. Like she had to put back on the wet mud mock turtleneck. Doug Benson, <laughs> what did you think of all that? Do you think she was naked? What do you think of all that? Well, I think they might have recorded her interview right after the ATV thing. And then oh, okay. I don't think they made her get back into those clothes, but they certainly had no new clothes for her. Just had to cut to, well, now they're somewhere else after the yeah. hot tub. It was really weird. It really, it, and also the way he's like, is this okay? And she's like, yeah, but you know, no words to the effect of, but a bathing suit would be helpful in this situation. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're right. Her vibe was like, he was like, is this okay? And then he strips down and then she did look a little bit like, Oh, I, I don't have a bathing like she looked yeah. like she didn't have a bathing suit and I was like I have to like get into that somehow I'm covered in a dirty turtleneck like yeah. it, it had an odd moment Rob did you pick up on that I uh, I didn't quite but I I often am wondering when it, when was this interview you know what I mean I think they do a lot of I don't know. I don't know how they do the interviews, but it, it feels weird sometimes that, where the interview. They do them done, constantly. Right? They constantly yeah. interview you on the on the reality shows. Like after everything that happens, they sit everybody down for individual discussions of it, and the, and the discussions are full of now. I'm hoping this will happen, and that right. you know you 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 recap and you talk forward, so then they can mix them in through the episodes, right? In a, in a really helter skelter way that can change the story. Speaking and of helter skelter. Do- Go ahead. Yes, Rob. Oh, sorry. Speaking of Helter Skelter, Charles Manson and... Yeah, Victoria. Uh, um, do they do a lot of ADR? I don't In know. In other words, are they, tell, are they asking these contestants after the show's already editing? And they're like, hey, we just need you to put in... Oh, I don't they know. must. They must. I don't know if they can do that. I'm not sure they can do that. I think you can do that in reality programming if you're explaining a game or a situation. Right. But I don't think you can go back when they're in editing... And, and ask a contestant to say something they didn't say in the moment that they then put over a shot of something else. I, I don't, right. I mean, I don't I, think I, they, could, I would, but they could use audio. They, they've got tons of audio of everybody. So they well, could use them saying yeah. something get, out of well, like they did, Like they in. did with Taisha crying at the altar, but she yeah. was very much in this. Padgett, I saw your hand up about something else. Well, it was about the bathing suits, uh, uh, nude in the hot tub. I think um, I sound like a pervert saying I noticed this, but when she had the mock turtleneck on, I noticed her microphone wire in the front of her shirt before they got on the ATVs, and she was wearing a strapless bra. Oh, okay. Then, covered in mud, she had no bra on. She huh. looked great. I don't, I'm obsessed <laughs> with bras and when people are wearing it. Right. So me, me too, Paget. Me too. She looked lovely and Good natural. And wasn't wearing a bra once she had the mud on her. So I don't know if she got into the hot tub in a strapless bra and her underwear. That's what she and did. And then had to put the muddy. I stuff think back that's on. it. I think that's probably it. I think that's. Oh my god, you guys, we're we're fully a sleuthing team. I think- how amazing would it have been if he's like taking off his clothes and he's like, "Is this all right?" And she's like going gaga, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then it cuts to him like in the jacuzzi and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it cuts back to her and she's just submerged, but still wearing the turtleneck. There's just mud floating on the top. Mud. That might be why we didn't see her disrobe because she I may can, have been like, this is what I have on I and I'll get they, in. But 
I did not get the feeling she had a bathing suit, and I did not get the feeling production had one for her. That they Me were too. like, get in. Like, how – she's probably in, like, a thong. And how do like, they do that? Don't they go, yo, you need to go grab a suit. Would, this is the first time I've ever seen somebody not prepared for something. Like, generally, people seem prepared. Um, Interesting. So then, um, so then meanwhile, we'll take a little break after this. But so they're on their date. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Victoria is freaking out to a producer. And she was like, one of them is like, do you think this is going to be down a spiral? And I was like, no. That, that was what was happening. And then she goes, but you guys are either lying or you're fake as fuck, you losers. Get off the show. Um, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you say fake as fuck as Victoria. That's my favorite thing. You guys are either liar or fake as fuck, you fucking losers. You guys are fucking show. <laughs> and then, and then um, she was twirling her sweatshirt sleeve, talking to the producer, like, these fucking losers. Like, I just fucking fake bitches. They don't fucking know. I, but I'm like, no. Like, so that's, that's what, that is what we were saying. Well, this is it. This is why, you, you know what? You've converted me. I'm now happy that Victoria exists simply for Arden's impression. <laughs> this is better than your barb. That's oh my true. god, thank you. Thank it's you. worth it. I yeah. worth it. You're right. I actually felt excited to audition for this one today. I felt yeah. like I felt like I you know, there's certain parts that come in and I think, I wouldn't cast me as this. But this one I was like, this is in my wheelhouse. This one yeah. I can do. I can really do a pretty good Victoria. It ups Victoria in, in our book a little bit. You know what I mean? Makes, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so makes much. Makes her more watchable. Oh my God. Well, I'm gonna go. You need to some- pitch a show called The yeah. Villain. Where yeah. you play the villain on the reality show, oh. and it's all from your point of view. That's so great. And you can have a crystal, like the whispering one, and just look at eyes. Are they mean to me? Or are they just all being really mean to me? And it's like, no, but I just told There's that kind of villain. You miss uh-huh. that villain, the whisper villain. Those are more you, you could incorporate every aspect of the villains into the villain. I would always be mm-hmm. wearing just like a push-up bra and a trench coat and have like just like a jetpack yes. of whipped cream on me and like a yes. like a like a blow-up house, a bounce house, just like in a wagon behind mm-hmm. me. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. It's time to get sexy. Oh, yeah. I need a sexual timeout. And we're back. So now they're on their date. They've cleaned up from the mud. Bree's in a really cute little slip dress. And he was like, I want to dive deeper. Oh, she, no, sorry. She was the first person. And you could tell she's so smart. Anna thinks she works at Instagram. Anna's convinced she works at Instagram. And she says, I want to dive deeper and talk about our lives and our upbringings and why we are the way we are. Nobody ever actually says, I want to dive deeper. Like, I want to ask questions. Like, I think Brie is such a gem. And here we learned this story that is a pretty big story that wasn't really addressed as it was saying it. But like, so her mom raised her as a single mom and she got pregnant at 13 and it was just she and her mom. And like, to me, like that part was just sort of blown past. And I just want to say, her mom did a freaking kick-ass job. Like, I do not think at my tender age of 24, I could raise a young lady. Like, for she, her mom, like, whatever that situation was and whatever happened and that she had this baby, she nailed it. Like, she, mm-hmm. 
She has raised a lovely daughter, but that's that is really young, like really young. Well, and, I mean, she had a baby when she was fourteen. She yeah. started raising a baby at the it's age of fourteen. 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 And like. I mean, that is so young and she did a great job and that's – like that is hard. Like she had a legit – that's a really specific story. And so so her – so it was just she and her mom and now she's found out that her mom is starting a new family and that she doesn't feel like she's she's about to get married again. She has – she's pregnant and she doesn't feel like she has a home. I can see how crazy that would be. Her mom is only 37 I would think or 30 – yeah, she's Breeze 24, so her mom's like 37, 38, which somebody – Oh, my God. We got a really good uh, – we got a really good tweet. Wait, you guys talk amongst yourselves while I pull up. I want to give Wait, a so wh- what was Wait, uh, so what was Matt's reaction to that? I feel like Matt th- – this is part of my issue with Matt. I feel like he did – he doesn't – he's not as quite as animated as maybe I want him to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And part of it is because he's nervous and he's never done this show. He doesn't know the show at all, but you almost want him to be like, oh, my God – 13. Wow. That's yeah. traumatic. But he doesn't really follow up with it. You know what I mean? I feel On like my he's... show where I'm the 50 year old bachelor with yeah. two grown children. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would yeah. I feel like he's just trying to be like accepting and like, you know, just listen with an open. I agree with you because I'm thinking that's a big thing. This tweet was from Lauren at underscore purple underscore haze. Bree is 24. Bree's mom had her at 13. So Bree's mom is 37, which is younger than Claire. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> That's crazy. When you think about that, that's crazy. That's crazy. That is so crazy. Awesome. And awesome. did a great job. And did a great yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. Bree Bree is has such poise and uh, she seems very uh, intuitive, and um, I don't know. She just seems like a, like a well-adjusted, smart person. She's mm-hmm. so so. She was saying that, and I actually always love when he says the word "pops." It does remind me of his best friend is Tyler Cameron, because I remember when Tyler's dad. Um, had cancer, and he's like, my pop's got six. You can tell that these two guys are best friends. Uh, like, it's so cute that they say oh, the word that's pops. that's where it's from. Yeah, I don't know anybody that says pops, but I know pops, that Tyler, so. Tyler, I bet he's he's been best friends with Tyler since college, and I know Tyler calls his dad pops. And so I bet, like, since that's his best friend, and that's probably, like, a dad that's been around for Matt, like, they call him pops. It's so cute. So he was that's like. What I call my dad. You don't call your dad pops? Do you no. call pops? Do you really I call, call him my asshole. Hey, pops. Do you yeah, really? really? Yeah. That's so cute. Hey, thanks. Um, no, we just call like him a thesaurus or some shit. Would you what do you call your dad? What did you call I, him? I call him different things, you know, like all the fun names. Like what? You know, like he'd call me all, all the ones that you call your kid, you know, you call your son sport and Aww. bud and pal and shit like that. You got called sport? <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> Doug, I like Sport Benson. That's so cute. Sport oh, yeah, Benson. Well, I wasn't terribly athletic, though, so that ruined it. You got the captain's license, so you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, 
So he was like, so my pops, we didn't have, so we had a, so we have somewhat of a relationship. He was absent. I was always waiting for him. And then she said it was hard for me because people were always like, don't you love your dad? And he said, that resonates with me. You know, when I needed my dad most, he wasn't there. And I always wondered what was wrong with me or my brother. So both of them gravitated towards friends with big families, which I thought was interesting and sweet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they had fireworks, and I thought they had a lovely date. I think she's a real contender. I know Anna fully stands Brie. Anna, how much – she's your girl, right? She I is ride or die. Tell us about your feelings for Brie after this date, Dr. Banana. Uh, she's my Persian queen. <laughs> I love her so much. She's so um, – she's everything I've ever wanted in a contestant. <laughs> Really excited to go on this journey with her. She's perfect. <laughs> Wait, so is she, is she half Persian? Yeah, she's her mom is Persian and gorgeous. If you go look on her Instagram, okay. And uh, I, based on what she said, her dad is black. So okay, that's her. Yeah, she's so cool. beautiful. She's so beautiful. Yeah, she is beautiful. Meanwhile, the other women. So overall, any other thoughts about uh, Brie and Matt? Yeah, I think that she, uh, you know, saying stuff in the hot tub, like, I think that accident brought us closer together. She's just too much of a, she's just too much of a pushover for me. I think she should have a little bit more backbone. You could tell she did not like him flipping her on the ATV, <laughs> nor should no. she. She didn't but like Everything him. she said about it was like, oh, that's hilarious that that happened to us. Isn't it great that it brought us closer together? <laughs> yeah, you could tell that she was like, and because he, he was so insistent on being like, I want you to say it, say it, say you trust me, say it. She didn't like it. Uh, Jerry, what are your thoughts on Brie and Matt? I mean, I think it's it, she was one. She was top three from episode one, and then this date just sort of solidified it for me. Like I'm like they, she she's got it together. She's not. She's the anti Victoria. They seem to have great chemistry. She's obviously gaga for those abs. And so, I mean, it's... She's top three for sure. Yeah, it's, I think they've, they've got a good thing going. She, she would have to do something drastically out of character, I think, to blow it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I can't see what she would do, like, what personality trait she would spring on us. Like, pass out. All of a sudden, he'd be like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> what, what, Rob? Like pass out at the rose ceremony or something. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> you guys missed Corinne, who used to sleep through the rose ceremony. She would just not. She'd be like, "I was fucking tired." She just wouldn't sleep through. She wouldn't. Go <laughs> yeah, yeah she just wouldn't show up. That was a villain. She would just nap through the. She would nap through the rose ceremonies, which was an incredible move. Um, so meanwhile, Victoria's losing her fucking mind. She's like, "I don't want to go on a group date. I don't feel like I can be my most authentic self. I do for Matt, but I'd rather wait." You know. I have to like I have to live ten times through this whole experience. You said I'm negative. Thank you, thank you for saying that. I think I'm authentic. You know, I want to. I want to. You said I want to pick your brain. I don't understand that. Your damn words. You make it up words. You said them. You said them words. <laughs> I'm gonna grab my fur coat. You know, I'm gonna sleep it on a couch. I lit. I lit. I am a queen. I can't wait to sleep in a bed as a queen should. And then she <laughs> went to the lobby. <laughs> was that was that after she confronted or Marilyn came back and talked to her? No, this is all before. No. This is before so the she date. went. She couched it before she even t- Mar- tattled to Matt. 
This is before even going on the date. This is oh that's at the end of the night. She couched it before the group date. She couched uh, it. Marilyn, who's like the most innocuous nothing. Yeah. Like like but but Marilyn probably doesn't want to like that's her stupid roommate is Victoria. So what I'm a sure, mess. So I'm sure Marilyn is like you know. Well, I love when they cut to all the other girls talking. They're like, I wouldn't want to sleep in the same room with her. And then yeah. she's like, go to the couch. Yeah. And you know everybody's just like, all right. I, and well, yeah. then it's also like now our our like public space is tainted. Like there yeah. she is. She's like dragging like a fur coat to the couch. Did you see it was Ugh. like a full fur coat pageant? Ugh. Did you notice that? Uh, I didn't notice the fur coat. I did I, – I, I, again – I was still trying to process. She started yelling at everybody, yeah. all the girls. Yeah. I don't know, it's been a sorority. I don't know yet. And then she, <laughs> then she like picked out Marilyn. And I it's never her heard roommate. Marilyn say anything. I've never heard Marilyn ever. Yeah. I, I don't. I never heard her say anything. Well, and she's it, now yelling. Okay, you, you, you said the words, and I. What words? I never heard it. I didn't hear her say anything. Yeah. Yeah, it was the moment she w- she was railing at everybody, and then someone would say something, and then she she'd steamroll, and then someone's and I think Marilyn just said like one little thing, like "Hey, nobody's coming down on you. It's gonna be okay," and, and she, or something innocuous like you're saying, and she just was like, "All right, let's talk about you. Let's talk about what you said." I and think they're like, roommates. Ugh. I think the two of them are roommates. Well, yeah, they are. So I think it's like double trouble. Doug Benson, what do you think about all yeah, that? I think that like the one sarcastically said to the queen, I want to pick your brain sometime. Right. Like meaning like right. I got to figure out why you're such a lunatic. <laughs> you're such a psychopath. I got to right. know. She's just that. trying to be sort of nice, but still being a little bit. I mean, Victoria just would. I can't imagine being a person talking to her and not becoming catty or a dick to her yeah. right away. She's so like She awesome. draws that out of people, I think. Especially... Oh. When she's been drinking. I would really try to just stay out. of. I would clam up like the other ladies and just try to like hide, you know, just hide behind a pole in the lobby to not get. You just don't want somebody to land on you. So well, then we that's have, what they're doing. I mean, all if you oh, pan around at the other women, they're all just like. Eh, no, it's eh. fully like the end of Sound of Music and they're hiding in the graveyard, like hoping that like <laughs> Ralph doesn't like that. The, like the light doesn't shine on that. You just don't want Victoria. Liesl, shut up, Liesl. <laughs> Victoria, the queen is Rafe, coming. With a whistle, Rafe. Rafe. Rolf. Rafe. Rolf. 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 Okay, so then here comes Franco. He's back, you guys. Oh. He's back. He's tan like a piece of jerky, and he's wearing a hot pink shirt and a bright red suit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. One of those fake furs from uh, Shein. The webs are like, it's not not as high end as Zara. It's like a. I got sucked into Shein. I've been sucked in where I'm like, is it real? Everything's like $17. It's really cute. It's cheaper. It's cheaper than that. My my friends just found uh, Victoria's terrible dress on Shein. That's what, oh, that's a what lot Lacey of them are said. wearing. Yeah, a lot of them are wearing stuff from Shein because they all figured it out. I buy shit from Shein all the time. I've actually wondered because I've wanted to buy shit from Shein. I've like put it in the cart and then I look up like, is it a reputable? How is the stuff when it arrives? Is it equivalent to like Amazon? That, here, here's the thing. It it does come pretty fast. 
Okay. And what you're doing is, since everything is between six and eighteen dollars and six dollars and nineteen dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will get out of five items. Yep, yep, two yep. or three will be fabulous that you'll wear for years, and the others you just put in the goodwill closet. Great. Yeah. I'm going to do that because next on our podcast, shit from Sheehan. <laughs> so, Padgett, Padgett, are you saying you're 10 toes down for Sheehan? Oh! <laughs> I am 10 toes down for Sheehan. And I'm so 10 toes Franco. down for Sheehan. Yes. Franco was wearing a coat from Sheehan. Oh, my God. I want that crazy feather coat from Sheehan. That wet, wet yep. feather coat. <laughs> that coat should – that is not an outfit you wear in the damp Pennsylvania woods for a photo yeah. shoot. So then um, they're like, you girls are lucky. It's Franco. It's a very special day. And Victoria is like, okay, fucking royal newlyweds. And then she walks through and she cuts off Mari, who was the one she cut off last week when she was like, my relatives in Puerto Rico, we hope they're okay. And then she like tapped her on the shoulder. No, I'm sorry. That was Katie with the dildo. It wasn't Victoria. Oh, she poor, tapped her with the dildo. Poor Mari's been – I thought it was Victoria twice, but I forgot about Katie and the dildo. It's all morphed into one villain for me. How did you feel about Katie and the dildo, Rob? Uh, it felt uh, – it was so weird. It was so weird that she just <laughs> didn't put it away and just put it on the counter. I mean, it's just a, a cry for attention. But Doug's right. I love how, like, this this week – Dildo took the back seat. I mean, it would take as much of an asshole as Victoria to steamroll the dildo completely yeah. into submission. And just yeah. full, like no toes on the ground, just total silence, steamroll the <laughs> dildo. Okay, so then we have uh, Franco's red suit, and he's in his pink pants. And they're like, okay, well, girls, you're not all going to get to take your picture. You got to fight for your man. And then they go around and they're like, we're going to trash these dresses and it's going to be capture the flag. I have to say, once it got kind of messy in the woods, it got kind of fun for me. Fun, yeah. I thought, I know I would have sprained an ankle as I do every year, which I did at Outside Lands because I sprained my ankle every year. Um, Doug Benson, did you enjoy this bridal uh, paint fight in the woods? Um, yeah, I, I had mixed feelings about it. It was certainly a highlight of the episode just because they're, you know, basically in white wedding dresses and heels and whatnot, just falling down violently and hitting each other very violently. I mean, it was pretty impressive how much they all got into it, but what were the rules? I couldn't. There are no rules. Yeah, there are, like, there are no rules, but make sure you do this. Like, and then they're like, and we have a winner. It's like, what for doing what? I was Just trying to figure it out. I think the rules were hit each other with paint, but then the main thing is you have to capture the heart and bring yeah. the heart back. But I don't know why you needed to get each other with paint on the dresses. There was like multiple. Doctor Banana, did you, could you figure out the difference in the rules? I have no idea what that game was. I couldn't also figure out what the paint was that they were throwing. Like it was in like a what was that long? Th- I didn't understand what was going on at all. Okay, they had a slingshot. Is that also awesome? when? Yeah, they were supposed to slingshot water, uh, you know, balloons filled with paint. Okay. I mean, I would love to get dressed up in Shein wedding dresses and fight all of you in like yes. the park. That sounds fun. Let's I would go. love to have a white wedding dress, buckets of paint. Like a physical. I'm ten toes for that. I'm yeah. ten toes. Why, why um, do you have to dip flowers I'm, and I'm eight toes down into for that. the paint and hit each other with it? I'm not a full ten toes. I'm Terry, not. Down. 
I'm ten toes oh, down yeah. for that. I How about like when Franco. Little, Franco I like went, a little fight. <laughs> I like when they're like, rogue. oh, she's going for the heart. Like, oh, like somebody yeah. had to think of that as a thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like it had to be like, oh, maybe it. I should go grab that heart and then run across the field with it. That's what this game is. I yeah, mean, they're, they're making it up as they went along, and I then wanna, Franco gets out there. Rogue I want to do rogue. that next year. I want to do that next year at Outside Lands. Franco, I would fight Franco. Jerry, I, I see your hand up. I just. Uh, I have one, only one issue with this date, with this yes. group date. Yes. It's the it's the wedding photo part of it. I have a problem that they didn't give everybody a chance to get a wedding photo. I think it was about to rain. I don't mind if you're going to do the second part where they're going to have this like Lord of the Flies melee and half of them are going to win a second part of the date for with Matt – but at least that first part, you made them get all dressed up. Give them each a chance. Even if it's just one photo, just give them a quick photo with Matt. Move them through and then go do the the wedding cake thing. I agree with you. I was looking when they were all lined up and they were like change of plans. And there was yeah. a wall in the sky that was like a black. It looked like it looked like end of days. But where was that rain when they were when they were playing? I think. I don't know. It but started. I, I they went to they, lunch. I think they were worried that they. I think that was my guess was weather things. Paget, do you think that that? Do well, you agree? Because Franco's because Franco's faux feather she and coat was wet, so yeah. the rain. They had were holding started. umbrellas. Yeah, I mean it Suddenly was raining. They were holding umbrellas in the wedding photo shoot. Suddenly they were holding umbrellas. Franco was drenched. Does Jerry need that feather coat? Yeah, yeah, I need it, Martin. By the way, feather coat. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Lori's gonna be real angry with me because I got a new Charlene. Who? MJ. Oh, oh. The winner, the one who got the golden heart. She's no. Winner of yeah, she's the one. No, no, it was MJ MJ with the blonde hair. Yeah, she was on the losing team and she got MVP for getting the other heart. Which I was like, why didn't? Why didn't MJ get MVP? But they needed to like I for some think. reason they needed Mari to come right, over. I feel good. I think MJ seems cool. I'm I am fully on board with MJ. Oh, uh, she seems she awesome. She got belted with a hair purse. Hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, yeah, she got hit in the eye. Yeah, yeah. She got hit with the paint purse, and she totally was cool about it. Yeah, she. Mm-hmm. I like MJ. I like MJ. I got the hots for MJ. Rob, who do you have the hots for? Um, I have the hots for MJ. Um, I also, I kind of, kind of have to think for, um, the one we were talking about earlier, the little blonde crazy one. For Kit. Kit. She's Kit. fabulous to Kit. look at. Kit, Kit. is stunning. Um, I feel like Kit and I would be a cute couple. Oh my God. You guys would be adorable. You guys I'm would not be a double date. Me and MJ, you and your name to Caboodle. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if you changed Caboodle. I want to bring – I feel like, Jerry, I feel like you don't like your new name as much as I wanted you to like it. The You're, Sentinel? I love it. Do you? Well, yeah. What do you want me to do? I don't know. Do you want I, me to go get in, like, full, like, army fatigues? Like, I don't what know. is a bachelor Sentinel dress like? I, I can think – I but I uh. wanted to make you wag your tail. I, I, so if it's not the one, I'll keep thinking of it. But that was what I came up with you know last what? night. 
I'll leave it to your Twitter audience. Maybe they, maybe they'll. Right. All right. Tweet to us or email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com or tweet at Anna and I and at Jerry Trainer hashtag W-Y-A-T-R, what his title should be after a very successful tour of Bachelor of the Year. Okay. So then they go. They do the painted dress. And then Victoria, she goes, I think my team is a bunch of queens. And the blue team is a bunch of gestures. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she meant to say jester, like court jester. Yes. And she said gestures. Gestures. We're a bunch of queens and they're a bunch of gestures. I... While, making, while making a big gesture with her hand. <laughs> Look at it. And that's why Doug is just a gesture. <laughs> just a gesture. I mean, she is extra. I think she's fantastic. I'm not mad at a couple more episodes till the two on one. And then she gets taken out. Oh, she's going to be a producer pick for a while. Yeah. She goes, so as a true queen would say, let them eat cake. Um, and then Franco is running in, taking war photos as they're doing their like game. And then the referee is napping. I wish the referee was Doug Benson. (laughs) I wish Doug was. Yes. Paget. Was that referee the same guy that did the freezing cold ice bath from Bachelorette? He was oh. the ref there too. He's like a producer, right? Oh, oh he's like, maybe. yeah, he's like, Katie's not. He's a head. junior producer. Well, he was napping. I loved it. Um, and then, Should've and then, done. and then they actually said he's supposed to guard and protect your heart. They said it. You guys, mm-hmm. I want to just let the audience know that we all went to the Bachelor pre-party premiere last week. Oh, hell yeah, we did. And there was like a chat open and Kirsten Dunst was chatting in it. And there Dakota was a, Fanning. Dakota Fanning. And our two like team members, Doug Benson and Jerry Trainer, got And named, Rob. Rob was in there. But they got name checked oh, that's by true. Chris Harrison. Will you tell our audience a little bit about how it felt, what they said, how it felt to get name checked by Captain Harrison? Doug Benson, starting with you. I was I, I was stunned when he said my name because he said it like he knows who I am. And he also like quoted one of the snarkier things that I said because I was kind of worried about like, well, how much do I push this in this chat? <laughs> and, he loved uh, it. you know, I said a couple of things that like didn't get really seem to get any reaction. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm trying too hard. He, and, said, uh, he said your name like a fan. Like he said your name like, oh, it's Doug Benson. Like he uh, said Benson. your name. Like a yeah. comedy fan. Which and then he repeated like what more. I wrote, but he said it really fast and no one responded to it. Like he just sort of blurted it out and moved on. I don't even remember what it was, but it was it was kind of obnoxious. And, but he, he sounded amused. And then he also sounded like a fan. And when he called out our Jerry trainer, Jerry, how did that feel? It was the same. It was the same feeling. It was I typed <laughs> in. They were talking about how Matt was so tall. And then everybody in the chat started like listing their like height. Uh, how tall we were, yeah. Yeah. And then I went, I'm six three, but I'm all neck. And then it and people <laughs> in the chat like responded. And then like a minute or two later, Chris Harrison and then the, the bartender dude were like, Well, oh, well. Jerry Trainer's in the chat. And he just said he's six three and all neck. Oh my God. I was so proud. <laughs> I loved it. And I was like, what did, did Chris, it, it blew my mind because again, much like Doug, it sounded like he knew who I was. He had no idea. I he felt, wasn't calling out, he wasn't calling out that many people too. No, he didn't do it very often. He didn't so, do it at all. I so, felt so special. So, I was so 
proud of our little podcast. Oh, it, we owned that chat. It was. Oh, yeah. We did own the chat. It was so exciting. Um, I, I loved it. I actually have to say, I felt like they did a good job. They had a DJ. I felt like it was actually fun. Like they, I've been to some virtual premiere things. I feel like this was one of the better things I've been to. Doug Benson, do you agree? Uh, well, I enjoyed that, you know, everybody else showed up because usually I'm just the weirdo in there poking at the most famous people and then not responding. Like Kristen <laughs> Dunst was like, hey, everybody. And then she bounced like that was the last thing she said. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, none of them are there to engage with uh, comedians, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> like Kirsten does. Um, all right. So let's see. Here we are. Mari got the thing. So then we have a little, like, some of the gals go back. Now, let's talk about Rachel. Rachel seems to be a front runner. She had fake tears when she, like, couldn't go. And we found out some stuff. Now, this is a little gossipy. But, Anna, will you say what the internet was saying about Rachel after the premiere? Oh, there was a TikTok that someone made that was a girl who I guess at one point knew Rachel and uh, she's laughing hysterically and in the TikTok videoing uh, Rachel on the screen and the font or the text on the TikTok said, remember when you used to make fun of me for liking black guys or something like that, implying that Rachel has a, you know, potentially problematic past in this regard. Yeah. Which one's go. Rachel? Yeah. yeah. Which one's Rachel? Oh, Rachel, the, the one who Stunning. she was like top three. Yeah, stunning. But we were talking about last week about how she sort of mirrored whatever he said. So he would say something. She'd be like, I know. I'm just like that, too. I know. Yeah, I know. she was the one crying over the prayer. She's like, oh, my God. She was like, I know. Open with some- a prayer, and that just got me. Oh, and then somebody God, said yeah. to her, are you super religious? And and then she was like, no, but it just got me. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the plumber's here. The plumber's oh, no. here. Hold on one second. We're going to take a break. I'll be right back. I'm just sending my poo guys for one second. The eagle has landed. Hi, guys. We're back. There's a appearing to be a husband and wife plumber team. We're just a- angels that have arrived and hopefully are whipping my place into shape. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, so there, there's there's two beautiful women from North Carolina, and he's now talking with Lauren, and she leads talking about how her faith is really important to her, and she wants a man that is loyal and forgiving and kind, and that it doesn't have to be perfect. And he was like, you know, that's so inspiring to me. I never lead with the fact that I'm a Christian. And then they had this great chat. She's Stunning. Gorgeous. Like stunning and a lawyer and like ridiculously beautiful. Yeah, it's super classy. It's interesting. She's she's got like a glamorous. Mm -hmm. She's so glamorous. I mean, he has really lovely women. Um, And then they have Lysenia, who is, you know, she's afraid about that she's had infidelity and she wants the person that's her rock. And, um, and he was like, I will protect, I will guard and protect your heart. I will guard and protect your family. You know, this, I would not put you through something like that, Yesenia. And then, um, Victoria is like, I have a lot of, I have a lot of like insecurities too. You know, like a lot of people are like, I'm a human being. And a lot of people are like, you're so hard. But it's like, there's a side of me that underside was super insecure. And like, sometimes like I put on this 
beautiful dress. And I thought, like, I hope I don't look fat. And he was like, you look great in your dress. He, I have to say, he's the best actor they've had for a while because the sheer fact that he could actually sit and look her in the eye and humor Ugh. this fucking maniac numerous times. And then she's she's like – she asks – and he's like, well, can I take you back upstairs? And then he's like, look, you know, I just like that you're owning who you are. She's like, thank you. And he, and he goes, can I take you back upstairs? She goes, can I have a kiss before we go? Oh, gross. Ugh. It was so, so gross. gross. Talk to us, Robbie B. Have I, had you, a, I, I, I yelled at the TV at that point. My 16-year-old son came in and was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I couldn't explain you, why. I just said it. In your past, did you ever have a woman be like, can I just have a kiss? And you're like, ah, and you didn't know how to get out of it, Rob? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think I did. Not like I Victoria. Too, I, I was too shy. Rob, do you call your son sport? Oh, <laughs> sporty B. Yeah, I call him son. I call does him he, junior. Does he call you pops? pops. <laughs> he, he does sometimes call me pops. Does old he, man. Does he call you old man? Are you sometimes? old man? <laughs> pops. Uh, pops. Yeah. Does he call you pops? He does call me pops. He does call me oh pops. Oh my god, you are a pop. You're a pops. Yeah, I am a pops. Come to find out, that's right. Padgett, <laughs> what do you call your dad? Well, I call my dad dad, but my mother's father was pop. My grandfather was pop. We all called my grandfather pop. pop. Everybody just called so- my dad Willie. Everybody, me, my brother, <laughs> the whole town. My Is that mom. his name? Yeah. Nope. We-, <laughs> <laughs> we just called him Willie. He was never anything but Willie. <laughs> There's a great book about <laughs> Willie. What's the name of it again, Arden? You wrote it. Little Miss Little Compton. Excuse oh, what me. What a treasure. What a treasure. Willie was a complicated. He wasn't a pops kind of a gal. He was a Willie. Big Willie from Little Compton. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, what do you call your complicated dad? Uh, dad or Bubba? Bubba. Well, Bubba is like father in Farsi. So. I like that. Huh? I like that. Or we, this old man. We That's in the group chat. We all call him this old man because he always writes really, really wildly problematic shit. And then we have to be like, this old man needs his phone taken away. Yes. <laughs> this old man doesn't. This old man is a wild card. Mm-hmm. I like this old man. So then she kisses him and uh, Lauren got yeah. the date rose, which I felt like. I don't think she's going to win, but boy, is she a 10 toes on the ground, 10 out of 10 knockout. Doug Benson, how are you feeling about Lauren? Which one is she? She's the beautiful lawyer that leads with her faith from North mm. Carolina. Oh. Hmm. She got the the immune, the group date immunity She got rose. the group date, Rose. Oh, okay. The one who led with her Christian faith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you, were you into her, Jerry? No, she's she's fine. It, it, it seemed like, oh, we're both Christian. Here's a rose. Yeah, cool. It did feel Sweet. like it felt like Jesus got the rose there. Jesus yeah. got the rose. Okay, it felt great. like Jesus had ten toes on the ground in that day, <laughs> and he was carrying her. <laughs> that was when I carried you. With, and that's when you saw ten toes in the sand. That's when I carried you. One set of ten toes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to put that on my wall with a beautiful photo. Uh-huh. So then we have 
Sarah got the group date. It's not a full footprint. It's just, it's just ten toes. Just to, like little toe holes moving across the beach. <laughs> ten toes on the ground. Weird. It's either, either Jesus or a seagull. Or a hell of a ballerina. <laughs> or you know, it'd be a little flock of ballerinas. So then we have Sarah. She got a she got a one on one date, and they're going on a biplane, and she was effing terrified. She was terrified, just terrified. And again, this season is very sincere. It's family is everything to me. Like it's like that's. Now, we also learned she has this heartbreaking story. She's a young – I think she's also only like 24. Is that right? 25? Yeah. 24. So the fact that she was an anchor woman somewhere already, like to like let go of being an anchor by 23 or something is amazing. But so we find out that she she texts her family every day and that he was saying like, yeah, who's my emergency contact? And then he said, how does Pops feel about being here? And she her smile got kind of tight and she was like, I love my dad. I'm closer to, than anybody to my dad. And and he was like, Sarah's struggling with something. And so like take two, they have their date at night. And he asked the exact same question like, wow, family's everything to you. It's got to be hard to be away from the family. And so we find out that her dad has ALS. She found out they normally people have five years to live, which is a horrible, horrible disease. Um, I mean, it's just awful. And so she was 19 years old and she said it's been terrible watching him lose his ability to speak. He's lost – you know, it's the same thing that Stephen Hawking has. And she gave up her job as a reporter and an anchor and she went home to become a caregiver for her dad because she wanted to reciprocate what her dad did for her, like that he did her hair so she would like brush his hair. So it's a beautiful story. I mean this is all – this is a lot. I mean this is this young woman. This is a major, huge thing. And then he said – Faith is a big deal to me. I'm going to pray for your pops. And then um, he said she should be home with her pops, but she's sitting here with me. It's an honor to have you there. And then he kissed her and he loved the date. And then they go into the hot tub and they get at it making out. This was the most chemistry I've seen with him making out with somebody. Um, They were fully making out. Um, All right. I'm going to throw this over to the group. Who wants leopard to take skin, it first? Leopard skin bikini. Yes. Oh, yes, fabulous. sir. Yes. Great yeah. bikini. Great yeah. bikini. Um, I felt – I mean I will say he seems to have good taste in women. Like I feel that he's responding to the women with big hearts who are charming and real and that he he actually seems to like a complicated – like I think there's something authentic in all the women that he's drawn to. Um is what also makes him – it makes the TV – like there's no Victoria F that's like slinking around and like ready to be sexy like what Peter – like he's actually picking really elegant, lovely women and she's no different. Like he has good taste overall. Robbie B, we're going to start with you. How did you feel about this date? Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. It was, it was you know, it was it – was- Sweet. It was sweet. She, um, I worry about what's coming up at the end of the episode. I worry about her mental state and she seems like, you know, she was terrified of the plane. Who wouldn't be? I mean, that looked terrifying. It looked terrifying. uh, Yeah. But I worry about her, just her stability. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, Patrick, oh, how did wow. you feel? I I thought I thought she was absolutely re- remarkable. I think yeah. she she said the funniest thing I I had seen anyone say where they're standing on the tarmac looking at the biplane and she's like that looks like the first plane ever invented, which yeah. is funny and true. Yes. And I, she that dinner knowing the cuz you could tell she clammed up on the yes. date and then did and kept saying it this is hard and here's the situation with my dad and i just thought that was i i i really that was profoundly moving and and a really difficult choice that a very young woman has yeah. made and i believe her that she got the sense from him somehow some the way that they're communicating that he wanted her to go on the bachelor he wanted her to get out and have an experience and and maybe find love and i i really i thought she was very well spoken and 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 clearly caring a really that that that's a selfless act and and he appreciated it you're i think you're absolutely right he's picking great women and i feel like he sincerely i would say both like you know th- just his choice of also the first impression rose like he adore like that he mm-hmm. picked the woman who cannot hear anything and was like this woman knocks my socks off and like that where it's not just some ding dong, you know, like he he's not scared of real life things. And I think people feel safe sharing stuff with him, which he's just a different kind of a bachelor. Doug Benson, how did you feel about this date? Um, I like her. I think I feel like she's going to have a great excuse to dip later on or he's yeah. going to have a great excuse to let her go. Like he can say, right. well, I feel terrible that I, I have her here when she should be with her father. Right. Keeping you here. Yeah. Keep- so it's a two way. They both have a easy out uh, or the producers have an easy shove uh, when it, when it comes down to that. It's interesting. Cause I feel like in a weird way, like, I think we're used to such trash. It's like very sincere TV this season. I'm like very. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I very, still want Victoria. Yeah, I'm because- like, yeah. It's very sincere TV. It's not like salacious. It's not yeah, just grinding in a that. hot tub. It's not Ari kissing against a wall. Like it's very sincere TV with a lot of religion too. Uh, Jerry Trainer, how did you feel about this? I I thought. I disagree with you about the biplane that looked so fun to me. <laughs> I was like, this looks like a blast. I want to do that. And I'm not a heights guy. I don't like heights. I don't like the ones where they're like, rappel down the side of the building. I don't no. like that. No. But then they landed and they talked and she clammed up, like you said. And I was like, uh, and I was tuning out. I was like, oh, she's boring. But then they had the night date and they clearly prompted them to talk about it. Like they needed to talk about it. And she did talk about it in such an earnest way, but she was, and you know me, I'm not the guy that's into the trauma porn, like at the La Quinta when she's like, when Tasha's like making all the dudes just like divulge their like worst yeah. baggage. Like she, this was like the way she was divulging it. She had such poise and it was very charm. She was very charming. Yes. And he was very cool. And they, they clearly were once she was sort of like loosening up and opening up, they got along, which I liked. And then, you know, the hot tub was hot. She's the hot, hot tub was hot. The hot tub was hot. The hot tub was hot. What are you going to do? Like, I was like, okay, well, yeah. she just muscled someone out of the top spot because yeah. that that's going to be hard to beat. 
He likes her. I feel oh, like he yeah. actually like he's like super like there's a there's actual sexual energy there, which has not. I didn't see yet. her coming, and then no. all of a sudden it was like, whoa, okay, yeah, yeah. I agree, Doctor Banana. How did you feel? Um, I was not a fan of his "I'll pray for you" line. Uh, I thought that was weird. To she's like, yeah, and you know, my father. Um, you know, suffers from ALS. I shouldn't say suffers. He has ALS and he's like, you know what? I'll keep, I'll keep him in my prayers. And it's like, no one asked you to keep him in like, they're doing fine. I could tell you, I could tell you having, having lost both parents quickly, I've had, and having grown up with no religion, I actually had a bunch of people say things like that to me. And I, I will say having grown up with never going to, it actually felt, I'm just speaking for myself. In the moment, surprisingly comforting in a weird way that I felt like somebody was giving me the equivalent of their hug, like, and truly just for peace for my brother and I or peace for our family or something. So, like, like it was – I wasn't used to people saying things like that to me, but I – and I would think normally, like, outside of myself hearing that, I would think, oh, but, like, re- I can just say personally receiving it, it actually felt comforting and kind Um yeah, I guess these people are very religious. I grew up with my mom always being like, oh, I'll pray for you. And I'm being, uh, being like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. need it. I can live without prayer. You know, like. Uh-huh. There was judgment. Oh, there was thing. judgment. Right. Like, problem. <laughs> the problem is, is that Matt's going to like the next day check in with her. Is your dad still alive? I prayed. <laughs> <laughs> I put in the work. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> Only works. How's he doing now? <laughs> How about now? <laughs> we're 10 toes on the ground we're 10 toes on the ground okay so then um here we are at the cocktail party and matt folds his giant frame out of that tiny red porsche my god you- i know that was preposterous <laughs> <laughs> i'm six three i had a my first car was a volkswagen bug and it was a clown car for me <laughs> That dude is six eight, eight. and they put eight. him in that Porsche. I'm like, what? Did they just remove all the seats? How do they even do it? I I, I don't no know. Breaks. Paget, I I was looking down at the precise moment he pulled up. It, I missed it. Steve, my husband next to me, said, "Oh, he drove his own car," and I was excited, like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna see a guy in a normal like a Nissan Sentra." And I looked up, and it was the Porsche. Yeah. Like, that is insane. Porsche like, developed it's like, the Panamera because the owner of Porsche is so tall. He wanted a Porsche he could get into. I don't know how he got out of that thing. Dude. Yeah, he like it's like a human getting out of a roller skate. I, <laughs> I do not know how he pulled that off. So then... So then he's talking to everybody. First one up is Abigail, who won the um, who won the first impression rose. By the way, Abigail, oh. so adorable. Uh, yeah. Apparently, adorable. according to my Zoom watcher fr- friends that I watch with, every time she's on screen, I guess I look like I'm looking at an angel. Well, I feel like she would be your. <laughs> I feel like she would be your Charlene. Oh man, she she's, she's just adorable. Oh god, she's, she's adorable. Just she's adorable. And- She's adorable. She's like a Pixar and I, person. She's and I loved the ear. I loved like her little yeah, ear. Yeah, I love it. By the way, did you guys notice when she got the rose? She got she down. It. She's like, oh. excuse me, and she did the little ear thing. She and she's smooth about it. She's but smooth she, it didn't about cut it. to him. He didn't do it back, oh. or he didn't notice. 
Do you uh, think she's going to lose her grip or they're just editing it like – do you think she's such a shoe in that they're editing it like he's forgotten about her? But do you think it's hers to win? Paget? I, I'm looking to the to the desperate ear tugging that's going to come at some rose ceremony. <laughs> like she's just going to be there like, remember me? Remember me? Like she's like ripping, ripping her earring earring off. off. Yeah. Yeah. She rips yeah. it clean off. <laughs> it must be around. a hard thing to to be to get the first impression rose. Yeah. And then be kind of okay, well now I'm gonna go on a bunch of dates without you. Yeah. And it's like you must feel like what? Like don't uh. And often on The Bachelor, on The Bachelorette, if you get the first impression rose, there's a good chance you're going to win. On The Bachelor, there's a good chance you're going to be like, well, you started off strong, but we just didn't connect. Like that happens because the ba- the yeah. producers send them on – get them horny for so many other people. <laughs> OK, horny. So then um, – <laughs> So I, 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 this podcast has made me use the word horny so like casually now that I have to like back it up a little bit. <laughs> so then Marilyn is all upset and nervous and I just felt like you forgot about me, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes behind the couch and he's like, your favorite flower is an orchid, right? This is the beginning of the unraveling of Victoria. Mm-hmm. And then he like steals an orchid and like gives her an orchid that felt so unnatural. Rob how, was that, how was that there? How was that there? How many flowers were there? Katie Levine is dying. Katie, t- you, we haven't heard from you much. Tell us about your thoughts about the Maryland orchid. Oh, debacle. he just took that from set design. He's just like, oh. Like the um, hotel lobby. Yeah, he just, they had it on the side. It was too many flowers in the room. And he said, like, just happened to notice. And then he's like, oh, this girl seems like she needs a little little gift. And then just handed it to her. Like, I it was wonder- like. So set design, though. Well, I think that they also – I feel that the producers of The Bachelor are evil enough to know how to set up a Rube Goldberg puzzle of, like, shoe walking. <laughs> yeah. with, okay, what's her favorite – what can we do to set up Victoria in a large way? Yeah. What's her yeah. favorite – she can walk back with something. Okay, what can we find that's here? Okay, uh, her flower. Or, like, okay, we just need something that's, like, the kindling that's going to ignite the crazy fuse. That's- but it has to be, like, a visual thing for her to go, oh, what's that? Where'd you get that? Like, oh, Matt gave it to me. And that. And was- then do they tell Matt, hey, Matt, we have, or- don't forget, remember, orchids yes. are favorite flower. We've got that. Yes. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, and it's her favorite flower in that she wrote it down on some uh, form at some point during the process. And she doesn't really even have a flavored flower. Right. Like she didn't even act like she knew what an orchid was when she yeah. saw it. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Literally, they're like, "Here's a fucking plant we just stole from the Nemecolon lobby. Just stay. We know it." And she'll just go. She's gonna yes and it. And then he's like, "I got." The, she's gonna be like, "Oh, I must have written that down somewhere." Exactly. So then. So then Victoria, meanwhile, her eyes are crazier than ever. Her eyes are bruised and black and blue. She is in the amount of tweets we got about her dress now. I just want to say, to be fair to Victoria, there's a chance that 25-year-old Arden could be like, I'm going to wear a fun floral puff dress. Like, I can see myself picking that out on Shein and being like, (laughs) I'm not going to wear like a black, little black dress. I'm going to wear this strawberry shortcake floral dress. I would have the right bra for it. I would not have a black bra poking out the back. Paget. She did that with the wedding dress, too. What do you mean? No, I'm noticing bras. She has a bra game going on where you can see through parts of her dresses to her bra. That – do you think that's on purpose? Oh, yeah. 
Wait, she talk about yourselves. One second. I have a uh, uh, getting wiped down from my uh, shit geyser. One second. Oh, guy, the husband-wife plumbing team has called Arden away, so her screen right now is empty, and we're all gonna let's don't you you can agree that Victoria at least we get Arden imitating Victoria. Yeah, you're right. That no, that helps a lot. Uh, that's that is the only plus. I'm I was over her first episode. I just don't want to watch. I just it's unfun. It's not it like feels, it's it not feels, fun villainy. It's unfun villainy. It just feels like they sort of, uh, you know, it's like it's cute or something. Like, okay, Victoria, start, you know, start saying stuff, you know, and see what you can get, you know, get to happen. I, but, and uh, you're gonna get to go to paradise if you if you're hit with the viewers. And yeah, they're definitely like they're setting her off. Yeah, but her her argument with. And maybe we're going to get into the. I don't even know, but her argument with Marilyn. When oh wait, this is coming up. Never mind. I'll save it. Yeah, it's coming up. I I'll say it. Sorry, guys. I also feel like they're like giving too much time to the villains nowadays. It didn't used to be this much time because it also Mm -hmm. happened. I mean, granted, it was you know different with Claire's, but like we didn't even get to know those guys. And I feel like there's so many women in this house that we haven't heard one word from because they're giving so much airtime to Victoria. And it's like, I feel like a lot of those girls are really cool and I would love to hear from them, but we just don't. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? We're talking about how, like, I feel like... Don't worry about it. Do you you feel like they're giving more airtime to villains now? Because I feel like there's just so much more airtime dedicated Although I will say, because as a person who's written out these episodes for years now, Mm -hmm. I can tell you... I'll just start... I'll just... The female villains. Corinne got so much. Like, I remember my hand, the emotional intelligence. I'm like a piece of corn. Uh, Abraham Lincoln like naps. Like you would peel me out and there's a silky, milky yellow center. Like that. She got so much airtime that my hand cramped. Crystal. Yeah. Crystal. I, I, there's been a lot of – the villains get a lot of airtime. All right. So, so Victoria's eyes are crazy. And um, Victoria goes, it's hard for me to be around all that toxic energy. Marilyn just has toxic energy. Me being an empath is really hard. Oh, <laughs> yes. And she's called herself an empath. An yep. empath. Me being oh. an empath. Doug Benton, how did it feel when you heard her call herself an empath? It is hilarious. I mean, it's very much the drunken sort of um, – you know, like a lot of times her sentences get all kind of the structure gets kind of screwed up. Like she's trying to be witty and she can't, she can't get it together. And the fact that she would empath thing is so funny. Then she goes, it's something to take over. So I think Marilyn should go home. I want to tell you, um, Marilyn was my roommate, Matt. And she cries to manipulate the situation. She's toxic. So I had to sleep on a couch. And then – so basically she sees the orchid. She freaks the effort. She's like, wait, where did you get that? Matt gave it to you? Oh, no, no, no. I need to tell Matt. And so then Matt – and then again, Matt is such a good actor, believe it or not. And he's like, wow, I'm so sorry for you because I want to get to know the real you. I'm really sorry for you. She's like, I just had to share that with you because I just didn't want to be weighing on my chest. And then, and then, <laughs> so then, and then, so then, so then out comes, so then Matt sort of goes and yells at poor sweet Marilyn, who's like, oh man, like, I don't want to deal with this bitch. I just got stuck with this fucking nightmare roommate. So then she comes out, 
She was like, hey, uh, Victoria, can we chat? She's like, you can sit there. Oh, my God, um, yeah, this whole thing. And then she's like, well, it's a little bit loud. Do you mind if I sit next to you? She's like, well, you can, but I won't sit now. I'll sit over there then. And then she's like, I'm she, – she starts out. She's like, Victoria, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. Thank you. I accept your apology. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have very different realities of what occur. And then she goes, if it didn't happen, why are you apologizing? Matt said, you think that I said I was toxic and manipulative. I do think you are those things. I do think you are. You need to go. You need to go because I hate her. I am not going to be the queen. This is not how I'm going home. And then they got to the rose ceremony and our girl Sarah starts having, I think, maybe a panic attack and she starts to faint. And they're like, medic, medic. And then our girl Bree takes our girl Sarah and then they're like – and then she goes, I think all the fake bitches should just go, 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 go home. Go, go, go. Skedaddle. And that is the end of the episode. (laughs) Kind of a boring episode and if you eliminate Victoria – it's a lot of boring – it's kind of a boring episode. Yeah, it's yeah. just successful dates with pretty reasonable, healthy people. Who are not – I didn't sign up not, for that. Yeah. I didn't – I always – give me somebody funny. Give me a uh, Caitlin. Give me a Caitlin. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Bree is one. spectacular. People are far too attractive to be funny. Did you mm-hmm. watch at the end when Bree had to help him push the uh, ATV back over? Yes. That was good. Mm-hmm. She really had to like throw herself said, into that. that. It was not easy. No, I know. I she mean, was, she's a real champ. She's adorable. Um, I love her so much. Before we get to the tweet of the weeks, I'm going to ask Doug Benson. Give me your top. Who do you think the top three are going to be? <sighs> who's going to be the winner? So give me an order: winner, runner-up, number three, and who do you think the Bachelorette's going to be? Starting with Doug. I think the winner is going to be Abigail. Okay. And close behind her will be Bree. Yes. And then third place will be Kit. Wow. You think Kit's coming in, huh? And who? I think so. Yeah, I think because like we were saying earlier, I think she's not going to cause any trouble, and she comes from money. And and she lives in New York. And who do you think the Bachelorette's going to be? Oh, didn't I say? No, I got to name four people. Who's gonna Who's gonna be the next Bachelorette? Oh, oh, oh I see what you mean. Uh, they have to pull from this season. Yes. <laughs> but then definitely Victoria. <laughs> Great, I love it. <laughs> All right. All right. Who wants to go next? Jerry. I mean, I'll go. Who wins? Who wins? I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Now, Sarah really threw a wrench into the works. Okay. And okay. and now that I'm hearing that Rachel might have a problematic past about race, yeah, I don't no. think it comes. I don't think it comes out on the show though. But then there, she's definitely not going to be Bachelorette because I would yeah. have said Rachel would be the next Bachelorette. Yeah. But now, no, not if that's true, and I, yeah. I hope it's not true. Um. But I guess right now I would put Brie as the winner. Okay. I mean, Abigail, uh, Sarah. I think right now I would say Abigail, Sarah, and Brie. And who's going to be the Bachelorette? Who's going to be the Bachelorette? Abigail. 
I think she'd be a great bachelorette. I think she'd ABC be an amazing might, bachelorette. I think they might actually throw it to make her the bachelorette. I think he I, might. Mm. They might rig it so they get to keep Abigail as the bachelorette. Yeah, and I think mm. dudes would clamor all over themselves to be on her episode on mm-hmm. her series. Paget one two three bachelorette. I hate being asked this so soon because I know there are so many women that we it. don't know anything you can about. Change it. You get to change it next time. Then I would say right now, I would say Sarah as the Bachelorette. Great. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's between Brie and the lawyer. I can't remember her name right now. Lauren. Gorgeous, mm. glamorous Lauren. Lauren. Lauren and Brie, I think, are quality, as is Sarah. But I, I feel like I just don't know so many of these people. Yeah. I think still... the model might might give him a Chelsea. run for his money. Chelsea. Tall and she seemed reasonable when she was like, Hey, listen, Victoria, just don't speak for us, you know, speak for from your experience yes. for yourself. And that's when she flipped out on Marilyn, yeah. Um, but it's, I feel like there might be some some dark horses we don't know yet. So, who do you think is gonna win? You can change I, your mind I, next time, you can change it. This is not, this is not, and I'm gonna say Brie, I don't know how you top Brie for him. They All right, write it down in really... stone. That's what Paget thinks from now on. Write it in stone. Captain Hoffenbuff has spoken. Robbie B, one, two, three, Bachelorette. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go. Bree is the winner. Abigail as runner-up and eventual Bachelorette. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I didn't think of that until Jerry said it, and I agree with that. And and and, and I agree with Doug. I think Kit's gonna come in. I'm oh, rooting for Kit. Number she's gonna three, make it. Kit. She's gonna definitely make it to fantasy suites, right? I also think MJ's got something going on. MJ's. You leave be... her out of this, Rob. She's I'm mine. Gonna... <laughs> Doctor like Banana. Doctor Banana. Um. Yeah, I'm thinking Bree, Abigail, Sarah for the top. What about uh, Rachel? What about Rachel? He's she's sexy and he wants to make out with her. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I. It's so. I mean, as of now, because I I didn't see a lot of Rachel, okay. I'm gonna go with that. And then so Bree's Bree's winning. Are you having Bree be the winner? Bree be the winner. Okay. Um, Abigail and then Sarah. Okay. And I think. I think Bachelor Abigail Club. for the Bachelorette. Okay. Ms. Levine, party machine. Our resident queen, excuse me, excuse me, yeah, excuse me, Victoria. Levine is here, betches. Yes, queen, yes, queen. I think Bree's going to win it. Um, And then I think it's going to be Abigail. And then I kind of think Sarah, but then I think Sarah might like self-eliminate at a point. Like she'll like get pretty far and then she'll be like, this isn't for me. I need to go home to my family. And then I would love to see Abigail as the Bachelorette, although I do worry it would ruin her because she's such a perfect person. So that kind of scares me. But I think it would be great to see her as the uh, as the Bachelorette. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Sarah wins, and then I'm gonna go Bree, and then Abigail, and Abigail's the Bachelorette. Wow! For now. We got a, um, we got a lot of rooting for Abigail to be Bachelorette, but I do I, agree with Katie that that showbiz could ruin her perfectness. I agree with you, and I think, and I do think that ABC. Mm. I actually think, if left to their own devices, if ABC left them alone, he would naturally have picked Abigail to be the winner. And I fear that they're going to throw it so that they get to keep Abigail. Mm. 
Um, hmm. Well, you guys, will you? Okay, first of all, your reviews are coming in. iTunes wasn't giving any reviews, but we've gotten a bunch, and here they are. You can email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, oh, by the way, I have to tell you, so many of the reviews, the four of you are specifically mentioned in so many of the reviews, and everybody loves the four of you, I just want to say. Yay! I listen to this one. You want to hear one? <laughs> sure. Okay, let's see. Let's read one. People can't believe. All right, here's just the first one. Best Bachelor podcast out there. Five stars. Lauren loves minis. Uh, so happy that Arden started having Doug Benson on as a guest. My two favorite podcasters joining forces has been the perfect cherry on top of an amazing podcast Sunday. You won't find a funnier podcast host who is also a total smoke show. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can you handle that, Doug? Wait, which part? (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a lot. People, People are into all of this like they just can't even believe they can't a lot of people can't believe that their iCarly friend everybody's obsessed with Robin Padgett I mean truly all of it is uh there's a lot of them um here's a lovely email from Cassidy Howard um It says, hello, Arden and Co. is the subject line. I've been listening to your podcast for the past year, and I can honestly say that I look forward to it every week. I am an ER nurse, and this pandemic has been rough for me. Listening to your podcast has helped me not think about work and the things going on in the world and to uh, de-stress. I cannot tell you how many times I have caught myself laughing out loud while listening. I am so thankful for the lighthearted comments that you all make, and it makes me so happy when you say the things I've been thinking about the show in my head. I listen to your podcast while getting ready for work and while hiking with my dog. I tend to be the only person out there in the winter, so it's socially distanced and has brought me so much joy to my life during this stressful time. Thank you for your podcast. You don't know how much your impact your podcast has had. Also, side note, I wasn't allowed to watch iCarly due to my strict upbringing, but people used to tell me I looked like her, so I used to watch it when my parents weren't home, so I am very happy. Jerry Trainer is on the podcast. Love, Cass. Oh my God, Cassidy, that's the sweetest. And thank you for your service. Are you kidding me, ER nurse? I mean, like the sheer fact that we could lighten your week at all is, it makes me so happy, truly. I just love getting emails like that. And and I hope you're safe and sound and, and, um, and thank you. All right, will you guys help me pick a tweet of the week? Let's do it. I want to hear your tweets. Tweet, okay. tweet. Um. Our first tweet is from Business Raccoon at ABC Madsen. We all agree. Okay. We all agree that Victoria was in D.C. on January 6th. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. (laughs) Strong start. Strong start. Uh Strong start. This is from Ryan Paulson at our Paulson photo. Victoria just called herself real and authentic. So I guess that means that she's a Madison burner account. (laughs) 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 Uh, Doug, last year there was a contestant who actually won who started a fake Instagram account. But people caught her that she would just type on everybody's like ABC photos being like, God, Madison's real and authentic. Like she would just keep commenting about how real and authentic Madison was, but then they figured out that it was her, her. Yeah, it was her she, definitely, 
She posted from her own account on her own Instagram. And then people were like, what? And then it was like she forgot to sign into her burner account because it was like, Maddie, Maddie Hart, you're so real and authentic. And it's like that's right. about herself. That's right. She posted about herself on her own Instagram account. I forgot about that. (laughs) That's so embarrassing. That's That's so embarrassing. This is from C.S. Northman at C.S. Northman. Hearing my uncomfortable squeals while Victoria. Victoria forces Matt to kiss her. My husband yells from the kitchen, what, is a white girl rapping? And that is how I know that I've pulled him into the pit right along with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. This is from 3D underscore Dorito at Jashall. I can't be the only one hoping they were going to be fighting a bear. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's when they were like, we're going into the woods and you have to fight. Oh. Oh, my God. This is from Lisa, and you all have permission to laugh, and we can cut this out if this feels too dark. This is from Lisa at Alisa Noancasa. Anyone else envious of Abigail's ability to lower her hearing devices and no longer have to listen to Victoria's incessant whining? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, this is from Rebecca Feeney at Feeney. Somehow Franco's skin tone and neon pink suit have melded into one color right in front of my eyes, and I can only see him as the Pink Panther. <laughs> 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 the rose gold uh, panther. The rose he is a walking Burt Sienna crayon. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Catherine Moore at Catherine K. I really need to know Victoria's skincare regime so I can avoid it at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, okay, this is from Linda Bear. <laughs> Victoria to Marilyn. Oh, we didn't even discuss this. We can discuss this afterwards. We are like oil and vinegar, and I will be addressing this with Matt. Thank you. I'll see myself out. (laughs) The oil and vinegar. She said we are like oil and vinegar. Oh, my God. All right. Final two. This one's from Seth Vatt at Basebone One. Hey, he's back. (laughs) Anyone can split a log. So what? Dragging it over your cheese grater abs and making shavings so you can get it on like Christian hamsters? Now that takes talent. Um, and then this is also from Seth Matt at Basebone One. Marilyn gets an orchid and Strawberry Short Fuse over here is in a panic because orchids are toxic on her home planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. I'm going to narrow it down to January 6th. January 6th. Mm-hmm. And oh. what's your second one? I like the oil and vinegar one. Okay. Here we go. This is from Business Raccoon at ABC Madsen. We all agree that Victoria was in D.C. on January 6, 2021, right? <laughs> or <laughs> or um, Linda Bear at Linda Bear, Victoria to Maryland. We are like oil and vinegar. And I will be addressing this with Matt. Thank you. I'll see myself out. <laughs> addressing or I actually or missed vinegar? addressing the first time. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. dressing. I will yeah, be. That's pretty a- good. Dressing this with Matt. Thank you. I'll see myself out. So, a dressing or January 6th, Doug Benson? 
Got to stick with Jan 6. I like how succinct and accurate it is and how not funny it'll probably be even a day from now. <laughs> Jerry Trainer, <laughs> a dressing or January 6th? I like a dressing now that I get it and I feel stupid that I didn't, but January 6th. Uh, Too strong. Paget B. I don't like uh, discussing politics politically, so I'm going with the dressing. Great. Robbie B. Uh, I'm going to go Jan 6. All right. Three for Jan 6, one for a dressing. Tana, Dr. Banana Hosnier. I think, yeah, it's uh, January 6th. Katie. Um, uh, I really, really liked the January 6th one, but I'm going to go the dressing. It's the oil vinegar one. Um, I do like Word the way. I like the oil vinegar one, and I also like the thank you. I'll see myself out tag very much at the end. Mm. But I have to go with the succinct and very accurate quality <laughs> from Business Raccoon at ABC Madsen. We all agree that Victoria <laughs> was in DC <laughs> on January 6, 2021, right? <laughs> you win, Business Raccoon. If you want to participate in Tweet of the Week, tweet at me at Artemarine, M-Y-R-A-N, or Anna Hosny, H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, and dash hashtag W-Y-A-T-R by midnight on Monday night's Pacific time. You guys, what a joy to have the dream team on. I hope it gets... um racier this season i do think yeah the first few episodes are always a little slow and then it gets exciting uh, it's gonna pick up it's gonna pick up doug benson what would you like to promote my friend they're all just suffering right now from nemacalia they have nemacalia that's they what you get nem- when you go to nemacolin um, doug loves movies we got a special version of doug loves movies a very short version of it that arden participated in that's part of fest apocalypse the basically the uh online version of SF Sketchfest that's happening this month. Okay. Uh, go to a- sfsketchfest.com. You can hear more about it. Yeah, it's a All fundraiser right. because they can't do it this year and they've done it for so many years and it's like the most fun festival. So if you've come, yeah, they have all sorts yeah. of, you can stream all sorts of live shows. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, I must um, not go to that this year. Oh my God. It was so, uh, yes, Paget. Um, I did John Hodgman's podcast with Aisha Tyler for Sketchfest. So everybody should go to Sketchfest. And Fest. I think it's Judge Judge Hodgman or Judge John or something. I don't know what it's called, but if you great. can go and check it out and support those guys, it is really a great festival and people are, are really having a hard time. Obviously, comics can't tour and can't do live gigs. And it's really a shame that we can't all be together for Sketchfest this year. So please support those guys. And I think it's all in one night. I think it's all Saturday. I think it's the 30th, I mm-hmm. believe, uh, Saturday, January Thank 30th. You. And it's all in one night. Um, so that is absolutely right. Rob Benedict, what would you like to promote, my friend? I've got a podcast called The Kings of Con that I do with Richard Spate Jr. And uh, yeah, and that's about it. I love that's that. I have nothing coming out yet. That's great. Well, we've all been locked up. Jerry Trainer. I got bupkis. You're the best. We got you. <laughs> um, I've got my book, Little Miss Little Compton, available worldwide, and you can get it on audiobooks. And then uh, Anna and I have our Patreon where we are wrapping up the uh, Bachelorette New Zealand. And I believe we're going to be starting, I think, Bachelor in Paradise Australia soon, which is super fun if you want more podcasts with us you can check that out there's different levels of membership and uh uh so there you go katie levine i am katie underscore money on twitter and instagram and please donate to your local food bank if you're able to 
No, I know Anna walked away, but she hosts a below deck podcast called Deckheads that is really fun. That's also on iHeart. So if you like pop culture podcasts like this, and I've done an episode of it, but they break down that Bravo show below deck and you should check it out. All right, everybody, stay safe, wear a mask, and uh, I just can't wait to see what happens over this course of a few months in the woods of Pennsylvania. Until next time, pray for my driveway. I'm Marta Marine. See you next week. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.